about to embark on a show about four people who find themselves thrust into the backstories of pop culture history. Join Christopher DeVos, J.L. Trost, Laura DeVos, and Sabrina Pierre as they poorly impersonate celebrities, drink a lot of beer, and answer very hard trivia questions. You are now listening to Podcast 42. tickets to the red hot chili peppers with backstage passes included yeah i know right they even have baby metal opening up for them yeah the backstage passes are great but really baby metal as an opening act i'm not sure if sabrina is going to enjoy them and none of us know what they're saying in any of their songs i know they're saying chinese japanese what is baby metal don't you mean Who is Baby Metal? Baby Metal is like a Japanese pop act, but with a heavy metal band playing behind them. Oh, that makes so much more sense. I still have one question. What? What is Baby Metal? I give up. Oh, no, don't give up. I want to understand these metal babies more. It doesn't matter what Baby Metal is. It's how Baby Metal performs. They're so good live, and I can't wait to see them again. Let's uh, get back on track and talk about the real reason we're here, though. Oh, I know. Naps. And nap-related accessories. Nope. Bubbly. Especially mango bubbly. I just found it again in the store. What is Metal Babies? Really? I can't believe all of you. None of that is important, except maybe the bubbly. I think the grapefruit's better than the mango. Nope. Yeah. We have to have some. Can it at least be that one? Or can we just buy me some beer? I think we may just have to agree to disagree on the mango bubbly. So, uh, here's some beer. Wait. Has there been beer here the whole time? Yeah. It's always where you are. It follows you wherever you go. That's why your beer cooler is here. Here, look inside. JL Beer Cooler. It's cooler than you think. JL Beer Cooler. It's cooler than you drink. It's cooler than you drink. Yeah. What is this? It's... <gasps> Bromosa. Bro. 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 From Big Storm Brewing Company out of Tampa. It's a nice tangerine IPA with some grapefruit in there and tangerine puree. Mm. I feel like a bro when I drink it because the can's so big. That's right. Bro. I'm going to slap it against my forehead when it's empty. Laura's loving the condensation from the cooler. It fits my hand perfectly. (laughs) (laughs) That's because you have big hands. I do. I'm not sure what that means. That's why I don't understand babies. Or baby metal. (laughs) Or metal babies. Or metal babies. Well, I'm going to give the label a two because it's rather plain, but my first couple sips are very promising. Yeah, but look, I look just like the guy on the can. No one can see you. Guys, it pairs well. Yeah, but you can. (laughs) It pairs well with French toast, goat cheese, and steak and eggs. Do I get all of them? Uh, no. Oh. You're not getting the goat cheese there, dairy-free. Dang it. That's kind of oh, what no, this beer tastes like. goat cheese would be like. fine. It's the lactate and cow's milk that most people have problems with. Well, mm. thank you for that there, You're Chef Laura. You're very welcome. I'm just letting you know that typically people with a lactose intolerance can tolerate goat cheese. See, you can learn something on this show. You're welcome. Oh, I expected I'm- that from the person who's lactose-free, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just no dairy <laughs> ah. Moo. Moo. Oh. That was really nice of you to remember the beer cooler. 
For a second there, you made it sound like the beer was following me. Or is it just comes to me when I ask? I, I didn't bring the beer cooler. Oh, because that might be super creepy. I, I, I didn't bring the beer cooler. It just appeared when you said that you needed a beer. Or maybe I have a superpower. Like, JL is a beer tractor beam or something. Yeah, that makes sense. Sabrina, that's brilliant. I think that could be because every week, beer appears whenever he's thirsty. Like he's a beer camel. Ooh, or a beer tsunami. All right, now that JL has had his beer that he magically beamed here, let's talk about the red hot chili peppers. What does everyone know about the chili peppers? Ooh, ooh, I know that they wear penis socks. Yeah, they do. Oh, that explains JL's wardrobe choice for tonight. Uh, more like lack of wardrobe choice. Hey, hey, hey. Nobody complained about my penis sock before we got here. Besides, I'm sure the penis sock has way more knowledge of the Red Hot Chili Peppers than we do. I do have all the knowledge that you're looking for. Is that sock talking? Jail, how did you do that? Are you a ventriloquist? I didn't say anything. And uh, also, that's not my sock talking. It's the one in the corner over there. I think it's the one that Flea will wear on stage tonight. That's good, because it'd be weird to talk to your junk all night. Says you. Hey, over here. I'm in the corner, and I'm willing to tell you everything you need to know. I'm also a community sock, so I go on whichever member needs me the most. Pun intended. Oh, the places I've been and the crotches I've seen. That is the worst Dr. Seuss book ever. And a visual that I never needed. All-knowing penis sock, please tell us the history of the Red Hot Chili Peppers. I think I can squeeze out some soul and lay some history down on ya. I see what you did there, penis sock. Penis sock, you're my boy. This story begins in 1983 in Los Angeles, California, where four young men got together to form a band. Oh, 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 I know who they are. I know who they are. It was uh, singer Anthony Kiedis. Bassist uh, Michael Balzari, uh, you know him, his uh, name's Flea now. Guitarist Hillel Slovak, and uh, drummer uh, Jack Irons. I always wondered what Flea's real name was. I always thought it was like uh, Sir Flea Magnus III. I just figured his parents were trying to be different with naming him. You know, like Nicolas Cage's son is Kal-El, and Jason Lee's kid is a pilot inspector. I just thought it was an- the name came from what you got when you wear only penis socks. Laura, be nice to our new friend. I'm sure he doesn't have fleas, just a wealth of knowledge about the band. Oh, no, Sabrina. I have fleas. Oh. I also have a few other things on me, too. But after a good wash, I'll be so fresh and so clean, clean. Uh, wrong group. Lay some pepper knowledge on us, please. Well, they were just going to be a side project for Hillel and Jack since they were already in the band. What is this? It's bubbly. Try to focus, penis sock. I know what I'll help. Let me put googly eyes on him. There you go. He has a penis sock with googly eyes on him now. I'm not sure how that is helping. It makes him fun. He is more fun. Penis sock. You didn't tell us. What band were they in? What is this? Hi, Lie. I could do this all night. What? The tired variation of who's on first gag? No, drink Hi, Lie. Wait, is that what we were doing? Look into my googly eyes and listen harder. The band's name was What Is This? Oh, I still don't get it. Well, to confuse you on names even more, before they became the Red Hot Chili Peppers, they performed as Tony Flo 
and the miraculous, majestic Masters of Rhythm. They played one show for about 30 people at the Rhythm Lounge Club in L.A. Improvising music, and Anthony rapped a poem he wrote that day called Out in L.A. I wish 30 people would listen to our podcast. All we ever hear from is Bruder, and he doesn't even like us. Laura. Laura. Laura, listen to me. Way more than 30 people listen to our podcast. Very popular in Norway. <laughs> Bruder is the only one who likes to troll us. Oh, and that real-life troll that lives under the I-4 bridge. Yeah, Bruder and the I-4 troll are like the hecklers from The Muppet Show. You mean Statler and Wolof? I love these guys! Great. Her new best friend is a sock. My old best friend is a sock, too. Oh, that reminds me of when I was a teenager. What? What reminds you of when you were a teenager? Uh, nothing. So, uh, sock, uh, what came next? Well, they were asked to come back and play the very next week. The rest is history. Wow. That was so insightful, and I learned so much. Thank you, penis sock. By the way, I love your googly eyes. Thank you, and you're welcome, Sabrina. Wait, wait, wait. That's not right. There's more to the history of the Red Hot Chili Peppers than that. What about Slovak's death and the two times for Shantae's left the band? Yes, Sock. You left out a good 25 years of rock, drugs, funk, numerous crazy outfits, multiple guitar replacements, drugs, a Hall of Fame induction, drugs, and some great not-so-great music. Ah, uh, and drugs. Oh yeah, I almost forgot about that. Anthony Kiedis! I can't believe it's you. I'm a big fan. You have no idea how much of an impact your music has had on me. That's awesome to hear. We love hearing how much we've impacted our fans. It helps to inspire me to play the bass even harder, funkier, and faster. Flea, you're my favorite band member. No offense, Mr. Kiedis. None taken. Please call me Anthony. I understand. Flea is my favorite member of the band as well. Not so cool, Anthony. Will Farrell is the drummer of the Chili Peppers? No way! That's not Will Farrell, Sabrina. That's Chad Smith. You're so embarrassing. It's okay, JL. I get that a lot. Chad, listen, dude. You know, Flea and I have been through so much together. You're just as important to the band as he is. This is amazing. I have the band here to finish the story. I thought it was over. You know, like they defeat the dragon, kiss the princess, and all lived happily ever after. Boom, drop the mic. No, I was just trying to finish before the band showed up. I didn't want them hearing me tell their story to fans again. It's fine, Penis Sock. We're podcasters, respected podcasters, and we've been waiting to do an episode on them for a while now. Yeah, it's a comedy podcast, and do you know how hard it is to make jokes about heroin addiction? It's not easy at all. Oh, trust me, heroin addiction isn't funny at all. It did bring this band together, however, but it also almost broke us up. Drugs have been a centerpiece of this unit for a long time, and myself specifically have used on and off again the entire time I've been fronting this band. You be fronting, Anthony. <laughs> Get it? Fronting? I'm going to ignore that now. Anyway, drugs have been around us our whole lives. Sock. Let's tell them our story and try to put a positive spin on that for, for all that's happened to us. Well, well. Okay, let's continue then. After the initial success, Anthony and Flea felt the name of the band was too long. They knew it needed to be just as catchy, but not quite the tongue twister that Tony Flo and the Miraculous Majestic Masters of Mayhem was, which oh. is a total tongue twister. Oh, let me try! 
Tony Flo and the Miraculously Majestic Masters of Mayhem. Tony Flo and the Miraculously Majestic Masters of Mayhem. Tony Flo and the Miraculously Majestic Masters of Mayhem. I'm so tired now. Wow. We had a bunch of other names that we felt were just as good. One was Salaciously Sizzling Fajitas. Ooh, that's good, too. Let's not forget crunchy chicken tacos or famously fresh, never frozen all beef patties. Wait, isn't that the Wendy slogan? Yeah, but we came up with it first. (sighs) Great, now I'm hungry. Does anyone have any gluten-free, dairy-free, taste-free chocolate chip cookies they could spare? Now that's a band name. I can't say it, but that's a band name. Sabrina, I have some pocket lint you could probably chew on. Nah, it's not gluten-free. I already tried. Right, sure. Focus, ladies, focus. Look at my googly eyes. So finally they decided that Red Hot Chili Peppers was a great name choice. Not soon after, they were signed to EMI America and Enigma Records to a whopping seven-record deal. Bad luck struck, and the band What Is This got signed to a record deal two weeks earlier. Slovak and Irons left the band to focus on that instead. Remember, the Chili Peppers was a side project. Cliff Martinez, who played Flea in another band, The Weirdos, was brought in to replace Irons, while Jack Sherman replaced Slovak. That lineup released our self-titled debut, and which didn't do well on the charts, with the help of constant airplay on college radio and MTV, our fan base increased despite lackluster album sales. We went on tour to support the album, but tension was mounting in the band. It was mostly due to musical differences with Jack Sherman, and also playing 64 shows in 60 days. Luckily for us, Hilly just quit. What is this? So we asked him to rejoin the band, and we got rid of Sherman at the same time. Now that most of the original band was back together, we thought it was time to get back in the studio and make a new album. We got George Clinton to produce our next album titled Freaky Styly. Because why? Why? Because only the Atomic Dog could give us the perfect mixture of funk and rock. Ooh, cool. I like doggies. No, 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 Laura. Atomic Dog is a song by George Clinton. Oh, I know. It's from his 1982 album, Computer Games. The track was released as a single in December of 1982 and became the P-Funk Collective's last single to reach number one. The song failed to chart on the Billboard Hot 100, although it's been used in many TV shows, movies, rap songs, and even at halftime of the New York Liberty basketball games. Wow, that's incredible, Laura. Yes, it is, but I really like doggies. Doggies aside, the new album had little success on the charts. The band appeared in two movies as well, Thrashing and Tough Guys. EMI wanted a new album, so it was back to recording after the movie shoots. Martinez claimed his heart wasn't in the band anymore, but wouldn't quit, so Anthony and Flea had to fire him. I remember that. Flea, let's roleplay that scene. Yeah, yeah. It went something like this. Martina, you're... Fired. I wanted to say it. Yeah, but I wanted to say it. You did say it. So basically, we didn't need that negative energy around to hurt the recording process. It was bad enough that Hilly and our producer put $2,000 of the $5,000 EMI gave us aside just for heroin and cocaine while recording our new demo. Jack Irons came back to play drums with the Peppers and recording on their third album began. The band attempted to get Rick Rubin to produce the Uplift Mofo Party Plan, but he refused to due to excessive drug use within the band. Ball play. My turn this time, Anthony. Okay, shoot. My name is Rick Rubin, and blah, 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 drug use. Nailed it. 
My drug use was getting worse as well, like way over the top, and the band almost fired me too. That was when I called my mother and she helped convince me to check into rehab. I tried to get Hillel to go with me, but he didn't feel his drug use was that bad. I quit taking drugs and wrote the song Fight Like a Brave on my way back home. I was pumped and ready to make music again. Great song. Thanks, man. That's amazing. You are able to get clean and start making some of the best music you ever have? Oh, I didn't stay clean for long. I went out and got drugs to celebrate our newfound success. Curveball! It's not where I saw your story going. It's about to get worse before it gets better, Sabrina. Sock, can you continue the story, please? I sure can, J.O. After touring in support of the Uplift Mofo Party, Slovak was found dead of a heroin overdose in his apartment. Jack Irons quit the band due to depression over Slovak's death, and yes, Anthony started using drugs again. I wasn't ready to quit making music, so I talked to Anthony, and we decided to continue in memory of Hilly. We went through a few different members, but we found what we were looking for. Too bad you two hasn't. What? <laughs> Ignore him. He lives for song references. Even though they filled in nicely, we needed someone permanent who understood what we needed in a band. Like a guitar player and drummer. Y- yeah, Sabrina, but I think they mean chemistry-wise. They needed people... Who work well as a unit. <laughs> you said unit. <laughs> Remember how we talked about not always going for the low-hanging fruit? Uh, listen, Sabrina, they needed to work well together like a well-oiled unit. Machine, damn it! Too late! Who doesn't like it when it's well-oiled? Everything goes in smoother then. I'm, I'm confused. So, who's getting oiled up? Nobody, Sabrina. Well, except for the sock later, maybe. Oh, that's not oil. It's Astroglide. But back to the story. Come on, hurry up. It's almost time for my part. You play the cowbell, right? I'm adoring you now. Hey, get to me, so I can leave and come back a few times. That's John for Shante. I would get to all of you if all of you would quit interrupting. Sorry. And... Sorry. So open auditions were held to fill the open drama and guitar positions. Superfan John came in and left the guy speechless with his plan. He was phenomenal during the audition, even teaching us things about our music we didn't know. Some things he told us, I didn't even remember. Probably because of the drugs. Oh, wait. I do remember he said, no, no, he didn't say that. That was my grandma. John never said if I don't like peas, just stick them in my mashed potatoes and eat them anyway. Yep, that was definitely Granny K. Well, one thing I did know was that John was our guy, and he was the best fit for the band. No, that was me. That's my pee in the mashed potato trick. Oh. Anyway, I knew I was right because I only cared about two things in this world. My music and my cigarettes. Nothing else mattered. Except for a good pee-eating trick. Found a few other things later on, but uh, we'll save that for later. A friend of the band suggested they check out drummer named Chad Smith. They agreed, but Chad is not one to show up on time and was the last drummer to try out for the position. I thought it was the wrong guy when he came in. Here comes this six-foot-tall mountain of a man looking like he just came from a Guns N' Roses concert, and this cat wants to play funk rock with us? No way! But once he started playing, it was like peas and mashed potatoes. They all looked at me like I was Mongo from Blazing Samples. I told them, Chad like drums! and decided to do my animal impersonation behind the kit. It was a five-minute drum solo that no man or Muppet had ever seen before. Flea loved it so much, he started playing alone. Chad and I had instant chemistry. I don't know if it was our love of the Muppets or the fact that he knew every beat to Manamana. I just knew this was the man for the job after one jam session, so we hired him on the spot. I hope they play that during the show tonight. I love the Muppets. Rainbow Connection is my favorite song. 
I'm more of a Sesame Street fan myself, and I do a great Grover impression. Here, listen. No, 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 I no, didn't get to no, do no, it. no, 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 Grover. Cut me off. I did. Because <laughs> I, no, Chris. And far. <sighs> you know what, Chris? Don't do Grover and no other impressions. They all sound the same. N- near far. I don't know. His Grover didn't sound like a redneck at all. I think it's his British accents that all sound the same. Yeah, that wasn't bad at all. Jail's right. It's his British accents that sound like rednecks. I guess it was okay, but no more British accents for Chris. Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> I've been practicing. Let me try me some British. A near love. A far love. Governor. Cheerio. Pip, pip. You guys sure go off topic an awful lot. How do people listen to you talk for so long? Uh, we bring in like a stellar supporting cast to keep us, you know, moving along. Yeah, Sock, just keep going. I believe in you, Sock. I believe in Harvey Dent. Hey, no more Batman references for the show. Remember? Remember the Faraz Kyle rule? Damn it. I always forget the Faraz Kyle rules. Yeah, you, you know the punishment. Quarter in the fishbowl. Crap. Here. Where did that come from? We don't know. It just sort of appears whenever we mention it. A fishbowl just appears out of thin air whenever you mention it? Yep. It's like a curse. A curse that an old witch put on us. Only this witch was an AZA accredited marine biologist. What's those little scrap of papers in there for? To cushion the fish? (laughs) No. (laughs) We're supposed to read those. Those are fishbowl facts. Fishbowl facts. You start. Just reach in and grab one and then read it out loud. I'm a sock. A sock that normally hangs on junk of one of the red hot chili peppers. I can't do that. Here, Penis Sock. I'll get one for you, and you can read it. Then we'll all take turns. Fishbowl fact number one. Over the red hot chili peppers' 29-year tenure, Anthony Giedis and Flea have been the only consistent members. Wasn't that fun? Let's keep going. Fishbowl fact number two. Flea was friends with River Phoenix and was with him at the Viper Club on the night the actor died. The two were meant to perform on stage together. Fishbowl fact number three. Blood sugar sex magic was recorded in Harry Houdini's old haunted mansion. Fishbowl fact number four. Nirvana's Nevermind and Blood Sugar Sex Magic came out on the same day. Fishbowl fact number five. Chad Smith also plays with an instrumental funk rock act called Chad Smith's Bombastic meatball. No, meat bats. They're not balls. They're bats. Meat bats. <laughs> bats. Do you uh, meet the bat with the ball? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Fishbowl fact number six. Anthony Kiedis apparently dated Sinead O'Connor, but she broke up with him via a note. I could have lied was supposedly written about her, although she denies the two ever dated. Fishbowl fact number seven. Lead singer Anthony Kiedis joked that the reason they covered Stevie Wonder's Superstition was because it was between this song and covering New Kids on the Block's Hangin' Tough. Fishbowl fact number eight. Guitarist Josh Klinghoffer has played with a variety of other musicians as well as his own band, The Bicycle Thief. He's joined up with everyone from PJ Harvey to Tricky, Warpaint, and Gnarls Barkley, which is a lot better than him solo. Fishbowl fact number nine. The theory of where the actual bridge is and the song Under the Bridge is a pedestrian bridge in MacArthur Park. Anthony Kiedis will not confirm where the bridge is. Fishbowl fact number 10. Flea has studied music theory, composition, and jazz trumpet at the University of Southern California. You know what, Chael? I like that. That was fun. Yeah, I thought that was fun too! 
Sabrina, we do that every episode. You act like it was your first time. It's my first time recording fishbowl facts with a penis sock. True. So, uh, penis sock, as you were saying? Oh, yes. Well, after solidifying their new lineup, production began on a new album, Mother's Milk. It was released in 1989 and was their best-selling album to date. It peaked at number 52 on the Billboard charts, due mostly in part to a cover of Stevie Wonder's Higher Ground. It practically blended that funk and rock the band was known for in its early days. It was our first major success as a band, so naturally we wanted out of our record contract with EMI. We ended up signing with Warner Brothers Records and went right back into the studio. I was stoked to finally get to work with Rick Rubin. He didn't want to work with the band before I joined, but uh, he was ready to now that we seemed more focused than ever. Anthony was writing lyrics like a crazy man. Chad was coming up with new beats just sitting on a toilet. Chad and I had come up with the groundwork on some new songs as well. We didn't have a complete album yet. I just figured you weren't ready to give it away, give it away, give it away yet. Damn you, JL. I was going to say that. I'm the song reference guy, remember? Oh, here's another quarter for the fishbowl. Sorry. Thank you. Actually, we just had to finish recording the album. I even had my brother-in-law film us making the album. Release the film under the title Funky Monks for everyone to see all the effort we put into the album. Blood Sugar Sex Magic was released in 1991. The first single release was Give It Away, becoming one of the band's most popular songs ever, and the song that brought the band its first Grammy. Subsequent hits released were Breaking the Girl, Suck My Kiss, and Under the Bridge. Under the Bridge was a song I wrote about my heroin addiction in my personal diary. I left the diary out one day and the band read that song, urging me to gain the courage to release my journey for all to hear. How was I supposed to know that would become the song that would turn us into rock stars? John and Anthony would fight all the time after shows. John hated the success while Anthony was finally where he needed to be. Something had to give at some point, and that's when John left the band in the middle of the tour. I wasn't prepared for it at all. That's why I left like a dad going to the store for cigarettes, never to return. We reached out to Dave Navarro from Perry Farrell's band fill-in, but he was dealing with his own addiction issues. He was addicted to Jane, wasn't he? No, no, no. I, I apologize for that. Go on, Chad. We ended up getting Eric Marshall to fill in just to finish the tour. Who just quits in the middle of the tour? That's so unprofessional. I know. That's like breaking up with a text message. <sighs> or only cooking one Pop-Tart and putting the other one back in the wrapper. Only the wrapper is all ripped and it doesn't fit anymore. So you grab a baggie and put the single Pop-Tart in that wrapper and all. Only to forget about it until months later when you just throw the whole thing in the garbage. Because Pop-Tarts aren't that great anyway. I, I don't know how to follow that. Penis sock, continue please. Dave Navarro ended up joining the band after cleaning himself up. His first show was Woodstock 94, where they came out wearing metallic suits and giant light bulb headpieces. The costumes made it difficult to play their instruments, so they only wore them for the first few songs. Dave was against the light bulb outfits from the start. He went along with it anyway, and we gave a performance people still remember to this day due to those outfits. We played a small tour after that, but the shows became very repetitive due to Dave's playing style. He didn't blend. He didn't like the blend of funk and rock we did. He preferred a more hard rock style, which caused a rift in the band. Lump that together with Anthony using heroin again. 
It was a recipe for disaster. It's true that I did start using heroin again. I grew up around drugs with my dad who was a drug dealer and he got me started using at an early age. It was my coping method that deal with any type of stress I was under. Flea decided to take some trips with me so we could collaborate in some tongs together. I, I know what you're thinking, but not those kind of trips. We instead traveled around, but Anthony would disappear to get heroin often. I decided that I needed to take a bigger role in songwriting and wrote most of the album. I even sang lead on the song P. Uh, P and the mashed potatoes trick. We have come full circle, people. One Hot Minute was released in 1995 to mix reviews. It was a commercial success, but the mixture of psychedelic rock and heavy metal wore the band down internally. The band was constantly quizzing themselves after that. Quiz? Did you say quiz? I did. Why? You aren't going to quiz us, are you? Actually, I wasn't. Good, because I hate pop quizzes. Well, I wasn't going to quiz you, but Chris is. Crap. It's pop quiz time. Time to get out your pens and papers. They should be in the middle of the table for everybody on the show. But at home, I don't know where your pens and papers are. But at this <laughs> point, you should have them handy. This pop quiz is called... Have you heard the new Scottish funk band called the Red Hot Chili Pipers? Ah! Or... What does Anthony Kiedis do with the stuff he doesn't need? He gives it away. Oh, you don't like that one? How about, why did Anthony Kiedis cross the road to get to the other side? Oh, you don't like that one? How about, what did Anthony Kiedis say when he had a brake failure? He said, I can't stop. Oh, you don't like that one? <laughs> Who was the passenger in the seat? It was Miley Cyrus. Oh, you don't like that one? How about, what did Anthony Kiedis say to the young child when he wouldn't give him information? Tell me, baby. Oh, you don't like that one? <laughs> How about, where does Anthony Kiedis go during a flood? To higher ground. Oh. oh, you don't like that one? How I about like that one. how does Anthony Kiedis cross the Atlantic Ocean with an aeroplane? Oh, you don't like that one? How about where does the Red Hot Chili Peppers go on tour around, All the, world? around the world? Yeah, you don't like that one? How about where does Anthony Kiedis walk his dog under the bridge? Oh, you don't like that one? You didn't give the man enough song references in the script, JL. <laughs> how about one time Anthony went to a party he didn't RSB to? By the way, he tried to say he'd be there. He was right on time, though. Oh, you don't like that one? By the way. How about Get that one. we do five general knowledge facts <laughs> on the Red Hot Chili Peppers in order of the easiest to That's the hardest. That's because I want to do this quiz with me, 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 and my friends. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to suck at this. <laughs> well, you need to score one point for each. Correct. My friends are so clueless. <laughs> Hey, Chris. Is there a question about you, baby metal? No. <laughs> Can you take it easy on Sabrina? I don't want you to break the girl. Oh. oh. You don't like that one? How about... Oh, God. <laughs> Can we just start this quiz? That's fine. That's fine. It's okay. We're just going to fill you on a little knowledge and all that and give you a little Californication. Oh, you don't like that one? Oh, I know Californication. Oh, no, no. We hurt Laura with that one. It looks like she has a little scar tissue forming. <laughs> <laughs> I've created a monster. That's right. Come here, Laura. I got a soul to squeeze. Question number one. Thank you. <laughs> I can keep going. Please don't. It's an easy one. What is the name of the bass player for the Red Hot Chili Peppers? Why are you looking at me like that, Laura? Because it's just a real name? Or is it... Either one. Either one counts. 
double points if you know both of them. Because it was in the script. Doesn't mean I remembered it. That's because you couldn't say it. I know. I remember it because you couldn't say it. No, you can't go back. No, yeah, no, 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 no. I'm the one who gets busted for cheating no, all the time, not back. you. Oh, I grabbed page one anyways. It's only about baby metal and babies. <laughs> <laughs> metal babies? And metal babies. Still don't know what they are or what they do, but they sound fun. Metal babies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Question number two. Finish the lyric. You can write as much or as little as you like. Okay. Sometimes I feel lots of writing going on. This is a good sign. You don't have to write the whole song, Jail. <laughs> good. You can fill in what I've missed. <laughs> the fir- even the f- next line. What if I only know Weird Al's? <laughs> Weird Al the did a city of Bad Rock. Oh, yes. I forgot. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Question number three. Who is the song Tearjerker about? Who is the song tearjerker about hint it's someone who jerked their tears <laughs> <laughs> with the sock and no astral glide <laughs> you're gonna appreciate my answer question number four on which album did anthony kiedis record record all his vocals in his bedroom there's only like 10 or 12 albums to choose from hint it was an earlier than later album <laughs> Clearly, JL did not get that. You probably got it right the first time. Are we listening to a song or an album? Album. Album. On which album did Anthony Kiedis? Technically, it would be a song. It would be all the songs on the album. But just changed one word in my thing. (laughs) (laughs) And question number five. What was the working title of Chili Peppers' debut album? Hint. This is one of my most favorite songs that the Chili Peppers have ever done. Clicking your glass will not give you the answer. And time's up. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Pencils down. I got one answer. What is the name of the bass player for the Red Hot Chili Peppers, everybody? Flea! Michael Balzari. Yes. Two points for JL. Whatever. He didn't say Flea. He just said Michael Balzari. Yeah. Yeah, because I didn't have to say it after you did. He didn't know it was Flea. He He just thought it was Michael Balzari. He didn't even know. He didn't know it was Flea. He thought it was Termite. (laughs) (laughs) Question number two. I had him down as Palmetto Bug. (laughs) (laughs) Finish the lyric. Laura, sometimes I feel. I don't know. Like, my only friend is... I don't know the rest. You got it pretty close. I'll give you a point for that. Uh, Sabrina, finish the lyric. Sometimes I feel... Like... You, you, said, <laughs> you said as many as You said like. As that's much right. That would be the next I one. wanted. So I put like. All right. Well, you got one out of five words in the first sentence, so you get one fifth of a point. God, that's more than I thought I was going to get. I'll take it. <laughs> <laughs> I won't take it. Jail. Guys, I'm up to like two Like, points. I don't have a partner. Sometimes I feel like my only friend. In the city I live in, the, the city, city of angels. <laughs> <laughs> Lonely as I am, together we vibe. All right. I should have just put CJL's answer. Yes. Jail, you get 10 points. Yeah. I still got points. Question number three Who is the song Tearjerker about, Sabrina? Jail in high school. <laughs> 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 Laura Your mom My mom? Your mom That was so good Jail Hello Slovak 
Kurt Cobain. It's <sighs> my next guess. I was closer. Actually, it was gonna be that was gonna be my third guess, <laughs> right after River Phoenix. Question number four: On which album did Anthony Kiedis record all his vocals in his bedroom jail? Uplift Mofo Party. What was your first answer? I'm with you, Sabrina. That one album with Flea playing bass. <laughs> Laura. The bedroom album. That was Stadium Arcadium. <laughs> it's actually Blood Sugar Sex Magic. <sighs> so I was right. Wait a minute. <laughs> really? Even though they recorded everything? Okay. In his bedroom at the mansion, I guess. Oh. I was right. The bedroom album. That's not the name of the album. You just said the bedroom at the mansion. Technically yeah. speaking. it has bedroom. And therefore, I was correct. And it has flea playing bass. Yes. So me and Sabrina... 45 points. Yeah. Thank you. Yes. Uh, You both get negative 12 points. Listen, I changed it from song to album. (laughs) I should need something for this. And question number five. What was the working title of Chili Pepper's debut album, which also happens to be one of my favorite Chili Pepper songs? Laura, since you're married to me, you should know what one of my favorite Chili Pepper songs is. Oh, I should definitely know. And I wrote the self-titled album. That actually was the name of their first album, but still. I didn't write Red Hot Chili Peppers. No, it is called Red Hot Chili Peppers, the self-titled album. Jail. I put down Bromosa. (laughs) (laughs) Sabrina. I put Crunchy Tacos in L.A. How did you know? Fresh, never frozen beef Did Johnny kick a hole in this guy? I'm really hungry. It's not. It's True Men Don't Kill Coyotes. Oh, what do they kill then? <laughs> Not coyotes. Not coyotes. Metal babies? Coyotes is a, a gang in LA. All right, sources for this script were nme.com, Scar Tissue by Anthony Kiedis and Larry Sloman, Wikipedia, Behind the Music featuring Weird Al Yankovic, and Behind the Music, Red Hot Chili Peppers. And Behind the Music, Red Hot Chili Peppers, and TheCurrent.com. Also looked up, um, what was it, Britannica. No, that the band one. Oh, uh, excellent. And the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, a little bit. Oh, that was also a great good time. So now back to our tale. After its parting tour of one hot minute, it was obvious that Navarro needed to go. I fought to bring Dave in the band, but even I knew it was time for him to go. He and Flea would fight constantly to the point where Flea almost quit the band. Just hated playing the same show every night. His limited style put a damper on my freestyle methods I used on stage. Every night it was, let's play hard and heavy, none of this funk stuff. It became very exhausting playing the same songs over and over. It was time to put differences aside and get John to come back to the band. Flea came up to me and said, if John doesn't come back to the band, he was leaving. We agreed that John was best for the band and told Dave he was fired without even talking to John about coming back. I knew we needed to find John, but even in my drug-induced state, I wasn't ready for what was coming. Oh no, what happened? Well, Sabrina, given the way everything else goes with this band, I'm sure he found drugs. Oh, Laura, you nailed that one. John had developed a heroin addiction during his time away from the band that left him in poverty. Anthony and Flea told him if he could get clean, that he could come back to the band. Hey everyone, I'm back with a new pack of smokes. I also have an addiction to heroin I'm getting taken care of. I'm gonna go to rehab to get clean. I'm gonna clean myself up completely. 
I'll be a new man with a new look, you know, new nose from the cocaine, yeah, new teeth from heroin and cocaine, and just some mild scarring from, you know, all those heroin injections. But I can still play guitar, though. John and I put aside our differences with how he left the band and made up. I got clean again with him and started writing songs for a new album celebrating his return to the band. That album was, would be Californication, and it would be released in 1999. Scar Tissue was the first song released from the album, and it went to number one on the modern rock charts. Other Side and the title track, Californication, also reached number one on the modern rock charts as well. The band was reaching ground it hadn't seen since John was last with the band. We were soaring to new heights that we had never dreamed of. We were playing everywhere from Saturday Night Live and MTV Video Music Awards to playing Woodstock all over again. Woodstock was a show I was personally looking forward to since I wasn't with the group back in 94 when they played it last. I, it ended up being memorable, but it was for all the wrong reasons. Jimi Hendrix's sister came and asked us to play a song, Fire, as part of our set list. We were honored to do it and added it to our show that night. We started playing it, and the next thing you know, we were getting things thrown at us on the stage. We had things on fire getting hurled at us on stage, and riots breaking out in the crowd. It was a crazy scene that we had never expected any of that to happen. Some blame us playing that song as inciting the crowd, while others blame Limp Biscuit for getting the crowd riled up earlier in the day. No matter who's to blame, Limp Biscuit. That scene pro- proved the festival is no longer about peace and love. That was so deep. Now I'm feeling all the peace and love since John came back to the band. Sabrina, calm down. It's not going to last. He's just going to leave again. No way is John leaving again. Just found his way back home. Wait, let's just let's just let Sock continue. See what happens. Well, after two years of touring and the release of their first concert DVD, Riding commenced on a new album. By the way, was released in 2002 to great reviews and produced four singles that did well on the charts. By the way, Can't Stop, The Zephyr Song, and Universally Speaking helped make the album a success. Not everyone was happy with the album within the band. I personally wanted to continue to play our funk rock combo, but John felt that we had peaked in that genre musically. I was so mad about it that I considered quitting the band. I'm sorry, Flea. I just want to take us in a new direction, you know, and not just be known as the funk rock band we were. I never wanted you to leave. It's cool, kid. You were right about what the album needed to sound like. I actually really like that album. I love making music with you. Cool. Let's not fight again. You got it, man. I hate when fighting in a group causes a member to quit. So happy that hasn't happened to our podcast group yet. Hold on while I take a sip of my bromosa. <laughs> it's like a bro fest over here. With all the love and peace. <laughs> <laughs> What? Well, it's not so much peace because, wait a minute here. Really, Dale? Yeah, I find myself to be a go-with-the-flow guy and someone who doesn't tend to make waves within the group. Yeah, I got two words for you. Blanket gate. Blanket gate. Smanket gate. What is blanket gate? Listen to our anniversary episode and it will explain everything. Okay. Way to bump the audience for more downloads. World Tours 
a greatest hit album, a double album titled Stadium Arcadium that won the band five Grammys. All of that pretty much sums up the next few years of the band. They even added a new guitar player to perform on stage with them during the shows. Josh Klinghoffer, who was a friend of John, he played guitar, keyboards, and did some backup vocals to help get the songs to sound more like they did on the albums. Hey everyone, thanks for letting me contribute to the band. John made multiple guitar tracks on certain songs, so I joined up so he could hit all those notes that he wanted to. Who would have thought that you would eventually replace me in the band? I did. Me too. Yeah, seemed pretty obvious. What? No! John is leaving the band again? Why? Everything is going great! What could possibly make him want to leave this time? Well, Sabrina, the band took 2008 off to take a break and relax for the first time since before they recorded Californication. Flea went to college to study music theory. Anthony tried turning his autobiography, Scar Tissue, into a television show. Chad went on tour with Sammy Hagar in support of his band, Chickenfoot. And John, during that time, felt like he grew musically enough that he wanted to try his hand at being a solo artist again. I had a talk with the band that I felt like the music was taking me in a different direction than the band was going in. I needed to go explore that desire, and the only way I could do it was as a solo artist. So guys, going to the store to get a pack of cigarettes. I'll be back later. Well, bye, John. See you in a few years. Hopefully. Sad face emoji. It's so sad to see him leave again. Don't worry, Sabrina. We got it covered this time. Joss is going to take over on guitar and become a permanent member of this band. It's great to be officially recognized as a member of the band. I've been touring with them for years, but to finally be a part of the group is an honor. I can't wait to make new music with you guys. Reuniting with Rick Rubin to record their 10th album in 2010 was a great creative experience for the group. Numerous songs were recorded, but weren't released since the band's last release was a double album. They didn't want to overwhelm their fans with too much new material. Yeah, we wrote like 60 to 70 songs before we even started recording the album. It just seemed like too many, so we decided on the best ones to release and put those on the album. That album was 2011's I'm With You and was met with astounding reviews. It was the group's second album to debut number one on the charts. It was amazing. My first album with the band and went straight to number one. I was so pumped and ready to hit the road to support the album. Oh, did we hit the road to support that album? We spent two years on the road supporting that album. We were on the road so long that we managed to record a concert to release on DVD. Also, in the middle of touring, we got inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in 2012. That's right. The band did get inducted in the Hall of Fame in 2012. Oh, 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 I know this. I know this. There were a bunch of members that were recognized for their contributions and all that. They were um, Jack Irons, Cliff Martinez, the late Hillel Slovak, John Frusciante, Flea, Anthony, Chad, and they were nice. They even let Josh get inducted with them. John didn't attend the induction ceremony that night, but we knew he was with us in spirit. It was a very emotional night for all of us, and we wish that he could have been there right beside us. Well, after an extensive tour and Hall of Fame induction, the next stop was... Disney World! Riding Dumbo and dropping fat bass riffs on the Pirates of the Caribbean ride! No, no, Sabrina. It was the Super Bowl. They performed with Bruno Mars during the halftime show in February 2014. 
They did stir up a bit of controversy by not playing their instruments live. I was told that I could sing live, but the rest of the band had to play a pre-recorded track. It's some crazy rule that the NFL has about halftime performances. Yeah, one of many stupid rules the NFL has. I'm sure we could do a show on all their dumb rules. Hey, maybe we can uh, add some to our Monday Night Football episode. Hey, isn't football season almost over? I'm working on it! It might be done by the Super Bowl next year. Well, back to our episode. A bunch of people got mad because we didn't play live. Not our fault. We wanted to, but at least we didn't Millie Vanilli it. Or Ashley Simpson it. Exactly. None of us were going to do an embarrassing jig out of there. Also, Bruno was a blast to perform with, and maybe we'll go on tour with him one day. Oh, I'd go to that show. I would go too. Even I've had to stand in line to see the show tonight, and there's a light on, heavy glow. You just can't stop showing off. The episode is almost over. Follow-up album was next on the list, so it was back to the studio again. We went back to the studio with Danger Mouse as our producer, ready to make new music. I broke my arm on a trip that delayed our start by six months. That's the last time I'm going on vacation with Tony Hawk. Getting too old for skateboarding. I'm just gonna go surfing from now on with my boy Brody. Yeah, I love surfing with Bodie. He just lets the waves take him where they need to. Doesn't he also rob banks? I don't think so, but some do get robbed when he's in town. Coincidence, I think not. Uh, you say so. At least he took Baby out of the corner. The Gateway was released in 2016, much later than expected. Elton John even contributed the song Sick Love, which the band co-wrote with him and Bernie Taupin. It just felt right to do a song with the Red Hot Chili Peppers. They are very talented musicians, and they compensated me very well. Uh, how much did they pay you? Oh, they didn't pay me. Then what did they give you? Cocaine. Lots and lots of cocaine. Whee! Cocaine! Oh, and a penis sock. Idaho. All right, gang. We're about to take the stage. Enjoy the show. Penis sock, you're on me tonight. Bye, guys. Bye, girls. Yippee! That's it. I'm getting a penis sock of my own. I'm out of here. Wait. The concert's going to start. And there she goes. Am I the only one wondering how she's going to wear it? Uh, try not to think about it. <laughs> I don't wear my hat. <laughs> On your boob? Hat. <laughs> oh, what's going on over there? <laughs> the penis sack <laughs> fell off. <laughs> she got excited about where I was gonna put my penis sack. <laughs> well, let's see what you guys think. On Facebook, John says, "Give it away now." <laughs> That's all he said. <laughs> He's a man Why, of many, thank you, John. many, many words. Short, sweet, <laughs> straight to the point. Yes. <laughs> Barb said, hey, by the way, the girl in She's Only 18 is about 32 now. Just saying. So for Fair. those with a confused look on your face, She's Only 18 is a Red Hot Chili Pepper song. <laughs> <laughs> that was directed at me. <laughs> I was like, this is awkward. <laughs> Jim says... Hey is one of my favorite songs on Stadium Arcadium. I can relate every single word of this song. I don't remember Hey. Snow. Oh, Hey, Snow. or how Snow. Hey-o. Hey-o. Okay, yeah, yeah, that's oh. it. Hey-o. Listen how it yeah. goes. Yes, I do remember that song. I know song that one. Now. Yep. I remember it. I like that song. 
Kim says, I just saw Funky Monks. Wow, this that film was great. I didn't think I could possibly appre- appreciate Red Hot Chili Peppers anymore, yet I do. I tried to watch a little bit of that on YouTube. It's black and white. And red all over? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I skipped through some parts, and it was interesting. I like, I like the creative process of how they make the albums, and you get that in there. They do a lot of talking, a lot of John uh, messing with his guitar. Yeah, man. So is that the album where Flea plays bass? Yes. <laughs> Only one of them. <laughs> was it called Crunchy Tacos in L.A.? No. That was how, the name about, of the band. how about Fresh and Never Frozen Meat Patties? Some people can't say that. I know. No. <laughs> it's weird. Because <laughs> a sock can. Fresh <laughs> and Frozen Meat Patties. Wow. Well, when did he become Scottish? <laughs> I think magically delicious. When Luigi became... Jamaican. Jamaican. All of a sudden, fat bastards going to Wendy's. <laughs> one meat patty. One. Oh, one. You want to know what we're talking about? No. Oh, why don't you uh, uh, subscribe, subscribe to Patreon? To Patreon. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Another John says, 10 years of Anthony's mustache. I think we should have a conversation about it. Yeah, it had to go away. Did he finally get rid of it? Yeah, it's gone right oh, he now. He gave it away okay. now. Yeah, he gave it away now. <laughs> give it away now. He, he shaved give it away, away now. Shaved away, away, now. away now. Yeah, it was not good. One one, get you got to put you, the cream you. on. Two two, you got to take the razor to it. Okay. Yeah, he also had his Karen haircut at the same time, so he was asking mm-hmm. for the manager to get something taken <laughs> care of on that mustache. You know what? I'm getting the Karen haircut. It's on podcast forty two. Can I speak to your manager? <laughs> <laughs> you are the manager. Oh crap! Damn it. <laughs> like I'm doing a script again where I'm talking to myself. <laughs> All right, moving to Twitter. Mouse and Weens, which is a podcast, says, love them as a band and love their music, but personal stuff, dot, 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 question mark. They actually have uh, an episode of theirs. They're two sisters who live in L.A. or somewhere in California, and they talk about where they met up with John Fusante and Flea. And uh, Flea comes out looking like a really good guy, and John Fusante uh, not so good in their story. Hmm. So if you want to search for Mouse and Weens, and you can listen to that. Funky Buddha says, love the funk of this band. Anthony may not be the best singer, but he has heart. Yeah, consistently known as one of the worst singers of all time. Yet, he's in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame and has many hits to go behind it. (laughs) Yes. He gives me faith in... His voice matches their band... But yeah, it's yeah. No, it works with what they do. Yeah, Jojo Blow says saw them live three times, worth every penny. Yes, you saw them live three times. You saw them live three times too. <laughs> yeah. And where are you, Jojo Blow? Wait a minute. I do you have a Twitter handle we don't know about? No. <laughs> or did you meet up with Jojo Blow? Yeah. Do you know who Jojo no, Blow is? No, Jojo Blow. I don't, I don't know. know. <laughs> I feel like this is a great like name though, especially talking about this. Seeing as how you know we talked about the cocaine. <laughs> I would like to see them live. I think that would be good. Stink Stink says never liked the band. Wait, Probably what's that name? <laughs> stink Stink. Stink Stink. <laughs> never. I have a feeling Stink Stink doesn't like much of anything. <laughs> Probably one of the worst bands of the 90s. Is he friends with Bruder? <laughs> I would not say they are the worst bands of the 90s or the 80s or the 2000s. There is way worse bands. Stink, yeah. stink. We would Creed, love your comment about this. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> Any band from Canada? 
<laughs> no. Instinct. Instinct's not a no, band. I'm just <laughs> they're a boy, boy band. band. Yeah. If they were a real band, they'd play instruments. That's why O Town's a band. No, I don't agree with that. Yeah. And they want it all. Or nothing at or all. Or nothing at all. And finally, Killer Tractor says. Killer Tractor, I love you. <laughs> Flea's bass licks are killer. Without him, this band is meh. That's probably very true. That is really meh. true. He is the sound behind that band. The more I listen to him, the more I realize that it's all bass with a little guitar in the background. Oh, so you're saying they're all about that bass? Yes. Okay. No trouble. No trouble. No trouble. All right, we're going to the phones. First phone call. There's more than one. There's always more than one. <laughs> oh, Have you not listened not. to our shows? <laughs> no. no. <I> don't. <laughs> she doesn't read scripts. She doesn't listen to the show. I know. <sighs> All right, ready? Hello. This is Janice, Murder's girlfriend. <laughs> I'm calling today because Bruder has laryngitis. I hate the red hot chili peppers and socks, but mostly peppers because they're spicy. I love Podcast 42. You guys rock. Well, now we know how Bruder listens to us. Yeah, that makes Thanks, total Janice. sense. Yeah, Janice is pretty awesome in my book. <laughs> <laughs> Why doesn't Janice have a cool name like Bruder? Uh, Janice is a cool name. I mean, that's Janice. not Janice. She likes us. Come on, JL. You should give her some credit. I'm giving her a little it's credit. It's Interplanet Janet. She's a galaxy girl. I don't is get it, it Janet or Janice? Damn it, Janice. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, that's all the phone calls we have. I lied. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's a good thing Janice called, even though Bruder had laryngitis today. I'm glad. Or we have zero phone calls. Yeah. Not only that, but I'm pretty sure Janice adds to that 30 people that we are sure that listen to us. We got 31. Well, there's another 30 people that only listen to us for the beer segment. So let's revisit that. Oh. Hello, Carla. Never run away, never run away. Dray ever caller, never run away, never run away. Dray ever caller. Boom. Perfect. Cuckoo. All right, Jay, what's this beer again? Promosa. It's a tangerine IPA with a little tangerine puree, 7% ABV from Big Storm Brewing out of Tampa. I'm going to start. I'm not a big fan of IPAs, but the tangerine does something to it that actually makes it really tasty. I like this beer. I would drink this again. I am going to give it a four out of six. Oh, new year, new audience. Forgot about our rating system. We rate our beer. Are you sure it's a new audience? Yes, it's always a brand new audience. (laughs) We rate our beer out of a six pack. Six being the greatest, one being the worst. This makes sense to everybody but one lone Canadian in Kissimmee. So back to my rating. It's a four. It's very tasty. It does have that IPA aftertaste, but that tangerine cuts right through it. Um, I'm digging this one a lot. This was a good pick for me. Sabrina? I really liked it. it, it I give it a six. Um, I like the tangerine flavor to it. I I like IPAs in general. Um 
but I'm digging this. It's all, it's it's good. It goes down really smooth. All right, Laura. <laughs> this is the part where you talk. I know. Yeah, it's a new decade. Should have a new love for beer. Somewhat of a tolerance for IPAs after all this time. I and hate, I know you like mimosas. I hate IPAs. But? Hate them. However, my bromosa is gone. <laughs> what? what? Yeah, I know. Like, I, I think this is the first IPA I've ever finished. Ever. It's a big can. It's it like is. one and a half. No, it's, it's, it's one it's a pint. pint. It's a pint. Yeah, um, one and a half. For Chris, that's a lot. Yeah. yeah it 16 is a lot. ounces. But I, I did finish it. I don't think I'm going to rate it a six. I wouldn't. What? No, I'm not. No, no I'm not. Um, but I think it will get my highest IPA rating ever, and I, I'll give it a four as well. Oh, very nice. nice. Yeah, the, I think the tangerine and that citrus tangerine. definitely Tangerine. So can I take lot. your two and make mine an eight? Sure. No. <laughs> <laughs> Laura said fine. Yeah. I'll, she said sure. I'll give it. She said I can do no. that. They don't have eight packs, do they? No. If I buy two four packs, I do. What person do you know that has an eight pack? <laughs> the situation. Anthony Kiedis. <laughs> 57 years out. old and has an eight pack. <laughs> I heard a steady diet of uh, heroin and bromosas. Bromosa. You say kale. He's from California. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's all they eat out there, right? All right. Kale, beer master. Surfing. Tell us Tangerine what you think. IPAs. Oh, I love it. It's great. Really good. Love the can. Love the taste. It's really good. It's a six all the way. Nice flavor. Has a little bit of a mimosa in there. Even with the IPA taste, you get that like slight little tinge at the end that makes it feel like you're drinking a real mimosa. Yeah, the first sip I was not a fan of. But as I drink the can, it did definitely. No, I love yeah. the name. I love the way they're gearing it towards guys who are, you know, it's like, oh, hey, we're going to go brunch and have mimosas. You know, the ladies are all going to be doing that. Dudes can have their bromosas and have their beer at brunch with all the girls. You shouldn't have drunk the can. You should have drunk the beer. Oh, man, I knew I was going to do it wrong. But yeah. what about all those ladies that don't like champagne? What? They just want a bromosa. Hey, that's fine, too. What ladies don't like champagne? All ladies like champagne. You know, this lady... All the single ladies. All the single, all single ladies. ladies. <laughs> all the single ladies. Well, if you liked it... Chris, stop dancing. Oh, 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 oh. Beyonce won. Um, <laughs> well, my, this leads me to wonder, if what if we just made our own bromosas with orange juice and beer? Ugh, no. That does not sound good. No. No. See, no, I think man. the key to this for what works so well is that it's infused it? with the tangerine puree. Know, maybe, maybe you it's know, the whole like, brewing process well, of blending it. That's what, what it makes it like the Corona Rita, where you put the Corona in the margarita. That's different. It's Corona. Plus, Corona has no taste. So you're exactly. Not really changing anything. What would you like me to use? What IPA would I use? I, mean, I didn't necessarily this? say IPA. I'm just saying, like a beer. It would still give the orange juice the bubbles. Could but we you're use making it tiny with, oranges. <laughs> we could. <laughs> it, you know what? Yes. All the throwbacks. Oh. All the tiny oranges. <laughs> All of them. Are you talking about me? Yes, because you're a mandarin. We are going to get... <laughs> I'm going to go get the diet IPA that I've been drinking. Diet IPA? Yeah. What? Goose Island put out a diet IPA called Solo. It's 95 calories. It's only 3% ABV, but you know what? If we add the thing to it, it might be the perfect 
Mimosa. I mean, I'm willing to or try. Or Bromosa. All right, Sabrina, where can you find us? You can find us on Facebook under the official Podcast 42 Facebook group page. Uh, we have an email address. You can email us, podcast42show at gmail.com. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, send them that way. We'll check them out, read them, and you can be on air. Um, you can call or text us. Our phone number is 321-285-5512. What's that number? Um, 321-285-5512. Uh, you can, like I said, call or text us. Send any comments, concerns, questions. Uh, Janice called us. Bruder normally does, but you know what? Janice took a risk on us today and called us for Bruder instead. She likes us. We like those people that like us. <laughs> I like Bruder even though he doesn't like us. I like At Bruder least he calls well. most of the time. That's right. Unlike the rest of you. Uh, you can find us podcast42show.wordpress.com is our, one of our websites there. podcast42show.wordpress.com And of course you can find us anywhere you find podcasts um, on iTunes, uh, Spreaker, uh, iHeartRadio, Podcoin. Bitcoin. Bit, bit, you can send us Bitcoin. I don't think Podcoin's around anymore. Probably not. I mean, the format was a little off. Um, but you could have found us there. <laughs> if you could figure out how to use, use it. it. I couldn't. Um, we know. Uh, and yeah, I think that's anywhere you can find a podcast. That's it. Thanks, Cramo, for oh, doing our Patreon. music. Patreon. You can find us on Patreon. Yes. And you can get all the outtakes from this show, which are going to be phenomenal. Don't you have a sheet of paper you should be reading from? Uh, it's covered by a fishbowl. No. <laughs> 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 uh, That's questionable. I don't think it can move. Uh, Who does our logo? That is by... Cute Panda. Uh, <laughs> Who does our music? Cremo. And you can find both of them on Facebook. Yes. All right. Well, I'm Christopher DeVos. I'm Sabrina Pierre. JL Trose. I'm Laura. Bye. Stay fresh, cheese bags. Catch you on the flippity flop. And the new catchphrase for 2020 is I still don't have one. God damn it. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Bye. Bye. conversations or events are 100% accurate, as if you didn't figure that out already. Some things are changed or added, or even deleted for the sake of attempted comedy. All sources are never verified, and all information is subject to being slightly sketchy. In other words, we are just having some fun. Thank you for listening. This has been a transmission of the Podfix Network. For more about this show and other great Podfix programs, go to podfixnetwork.com.